And tis our fast intent to shake all cares and business from our age, conferring them on younger strengths, while we, unburthened, crawl towards death. <laughs> our son of Cornwall, and you, our no less loving son of Albany, we have this hour a constant will to publish our daughter's several dowers, that future strife may be prevented now. The princes, France and Burgundy, great rivals in our youngest daughter's love, long in our court have made their amorous sojourn and here are to be answered. Tell me, my daughters, since now we will divest us both of rule, interest of territory, cares of state, which of you, shall we say, doth love us most? that we, our largest bounty, may extend where nature doth with merit challenge. <laughs> Goneril, our eldest-born, speak first. Sir, I love you more than words can wield the matter, dearer than eyesight, space and liberty, beyond what can be valued, rich or rare, no less than life with grace, health, beauty, honour, as much as child e'er loved or father found, a love that makes breath poor and speech unable. Beyond all manner of so much, I love you. <laughs> what shall Cordelia do? Love, and be silent. Of all these bounds, even from this line to this, with shadowy forests and with champagnes rich, with plenteous rivers and wide-skirted meads, we make thee, lady, to thine and Albany's issue be this perpetual. What says our second daughter, our dearest Regan, wife to Cornwall? Speak. Sir, I am made of the selfsame metal that my sister is, and prize me at her worth. In my true heart, I find she names my very deed of love. Only she comes too short. That I profess myself an enemy to all other joys which the most precious square of sense possesses, and find I am alone felicitating your dear highness' love. Ah. <laughs> and poor Cordelia, and yet not so, since I am sure my love's more richer than my tongue. To thee? and thine hereditary ever remain this ample third of our fair kingdom. No less in space, validity, and pleasure than that conferred on Goneril. Now, our joy, although the last, not least, to whose young love the vines of France and milk of Burgundy strive to be interest, what can you say hmm? to draw a third more opulent than your sister's? speak. Nothing, my lord. Nothing? Nothing. <laughs> nothing will come of nothing. <laughs> speak again. Unhappy that I am, I, I cannot heave my heart into my mouth. I love your majesty according to my bond. No more, no less. Oh, oh. Cordelia, mend your speech a little, lest it may mar your fortunes. Good, my lord. You have begot me, bred me, loved me. I return those duties back as are right fit. Obey you, love you, and most honor you. Why have my sister's husbands if they say they love you all? Haply, when I shall wed that lord whose hand must take my plight, shall carry 
Half my love with him, half my care and duty. Sure, I shall never marry like my sisters to love my father all. But goes thy heart with this? Aye, good my lord. So young, and so untender. So young, my lord, and true. Let it be so. Thy truth, then, be thy dower. For by the sacred radiance of the sun, the mysteries of Hecate, and the night, by all the operation of the orbs from which we do exist and cease to be, here I disclaim all my paternal care, propinquity and property of blood. And as a stranger to my heart and me, hold thee from this forever, the barbarous Scythian, or he that makes his generation message to cause his appetite, shall to my bosom be as well neighbored, pitied, and relieved as thou, my sometime daughter. Good my lord. Oh, Peacekid, come up between the dragon and his wrath. I loved her most, and sought to set my rest on her kindness. And avoid my sight, so be my grave, my peace, as here I give her father's heart from her. Call France. Who says? Call Burgundy. Conroe. And Albany. Did my two daughters digest this third? Let pride, which she calls plainness, marry her. I do invest you jointly with my power, preeminence, and all the large effects that troop with majesty. Ourself, by monthly course, with reservation of an hundred nights, by you to be sustained, shall our abode make with you by due terms. Only we still retain the name and all the additions to a king. The sway, revenue, execution of the rest, beloved sons, be yours, which to confirm this coronet part betwixt you. Royal lady, whom I have ever honored as my king, loved as my father, as my master followed, as my great patron, fought on in my prayers. The bow is bent and drawn. Make from the south. Let it fall, rather, though the fork invade the region of my heart. Be Kent unmannerly when Lear is mad. What wilt thou do, old man? Think'st thou that duty shall have bread to speak when power to flattery bows? Reserve thy state and in thy best consideration check this hideous rashness. Answer my life, my judgment. Thy youngest daughter does not love thee least, nor are those empty-hearted whose low sound reverbs no hollowness. And on thy life, no more! My life I never held but as a pawn to wage against thy enemies, nor fear to lose it, thy safety being the motive. Answer my sight! See better, Lear. And let me still remain the true blank of thine eye. Now, by Apollo! Now, by Apollo, king, thou swearest thy gods in vain. Oh, vassal, mistress, yes, sir. Do kill thy physician, and the Phoebus bestow upon thy foul disease. Revoke thy doom, or whilst I can vent clamor from my throat, I'll tell thee thou dost evil. Hear me, recreant, on thine allegiance, hear me. Thou hast sought to make us break our vow, which we durst never yet. 
and with strained pride to come between our sentence and our power, which nor our nature nor our place can bear, our potency made good, take thy reward. Five days we do allot thee for provision to shield thee from diseases of the world, and on the sixth to turn thy hated back upon our kingdom, if on the tenth day following thy banished trunk be found in our dominions, the moment is thy death. Away, with Jupiter, the son of Unidos! Fare thee well, king. Sith thus thou wilt appear, freedom lives hence, and banishment is here. Cordelia, the gods to their dear shelter take thee made that justly thinkst and hast most rightly said. And your large speeches may your deeds approve that good effects may spring from words of love. Thus, Kent, O princes, bid you all adieu. He'll shape his old course in a country new. Here's France and Burgundy, my noble lord. My lord of Burgundy, we first address you, who with this king of the rival for our daughter. What in the least will you require in present dower with her or cease your quest of love? A most royal majesty, I crave no more than what your highness offered, nor will you tender less. Right noble Burgundy, when she was dear to us, we did hold her so. But now her price is fallen. So there she stands. If all within that little seeming substance, or all of it with our displeasure feast, and nothing more may fitly like your grace, she's there, and she is yours. I know no answer. Will you? With those infirmities she owes, unfriended, new adopted to our hate, dowered with our curse, and strangered with our oath, take her.